Welcome to another episode of Mostly Sports. This is your host, Keon St. John. How are you? I know you're doing excellent because you're always doing excellent. Let's get to it. Happy to be with y'all this week. Thank you all for tuning in. And I hope you had a real, real, real super weekend in the first couple days of the week. Today's topic is going to be breaking down Notre Dame's one-point win versus Virginia Tech. Barely got it, but a win is a win. You take them as they come. And also, be breaking down Chargers win over Green Bay, surprisingly. I wasn't expecting to see what I saw, but I was happy to see what I saw. Notre Dame first. Now, Notre Dame, you know, was in a tough position, uh, or a good position, rather, whichever way you want to look at it. You know, coming back from that uh, that Michigan debacle, you know, after getting getting their hiney spanked at the big house versus Michigan, they had a home game versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech came in with the same record, 5-2. and two. You know, they have been playing pretty pretty decent. Um, but, you know, they weren't ranked for a reason. And, you know, they're, they're, they had an okay team. Notre Dame really should have handled them. But for whatever reason, Notre Dame is, you know, I don't know. They're just not playing up to their, up to their level. They're playing that playing down to the competition and you know this is why they 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 eat by a team that they really should have beat by a few touchdowns but you get a win and if you're on that team if you're a fan of that team like I am you just hope it can carry and carry them throughout the rest of the season now a couple of couple side notes that should be getting brought up that I'm going to bring up is, you know, the Michigan game, Notre Dame lost their starting right right tackle. Gone for the year. Second game against Virginia Tech, lost their right guard. So now the, the entire right side of the offensive line is done. Now that's tough right, right there. I mean, that's going to affect the way your offense moves. But the offense been, has been sporadic throughout most of the year. So, you know, and that's with the starters. So you can imagine my worries for with the backups in there. But it is what it is. The saying is next man up. Whoever's in there has to do the job. So Josh Lug is the new tackle. And Trevor, Trevor Rulin is the new guard. Let's see let's see how they do. You know, we'll, we'll see. So, you know, that's and that's tough. That's that's going to affect your offense. That's going to affect the continuity of the offensive line. It's going to affect the offensive coordinator's play calling. It's going to affect the quarterback's confidence in the offensive line. He knows he has two starters out. He knows when he looks in that huddle, he he sees two people that, you know, are backups. And now they're starters, and you have to depend on them. Hopefully, you can 
empower them and give them some confidence so that they can play with some confidence and, you know, provide the spark maybe that Notre Dame needs on that as far as the offensive line is concerned. So, you know, back to the Virginia Tech game, Notre Dame's offense was sporadic at, at best, like most of the year. It's like basically they were look really, really good one drive and then all the rest of the, you know, or look really, really good for a couple drives in the game and all the rest of the drives, it was three and outs. It's just like weird, like dominate one, one, one series and then, you know, get stopped in the, in the next series. I mean, just super, super inconsistent. And what happens when you're inconsistent with a team that you're better than, you begin to give that team confidence. Now that team is starting to believe. And you can see towards the latter parts of the game, Virginia Tech's uh, confidence begin to raise through each three and out, through each incomplete pass, their confidence began to raise. And they should have been confident because they was right there with a chance to win the game. You know, Notre Dame was playing their butt off, really had a chance to go up two scores had uh, two turnovers in the red zone, one interception, and then Javar, Jafar Armstrong, first back off an of injury, he's going in from the one-yard line and fumbles. Like, uh, I mean, when I say fumble, I mean not like the ball squirting around on the ground. Like, it was like the ball flying in the air. And the defensive, uh, the linebacker picked it up out the air and ran 97 yards the other way for a touchdown. Absolutely bananas. Right? They do that to tie the game up 14-14 at halftime. But that, you know, that right there it kills the momentum. This is going in right before halftime. Like, literally, they scored a touchdown and it's zero seconds on the clock. Like... It was crazy. It was crazy to see. So you go into the locker room, you're feeling down. I mean, terrible as a team. Uh, the fans are—it's are, a collective groan or groans <laughs> being heard throughout the crowd. I mean, you know, that shake you up. You go from—I mean, it's such a, a tip-top a roller coaster of emotions where you're—you know—feeling like you're about to go up. You know, score. And then turnover, it makes you feel bad. And then that turnover being turned into seven points quickly makes you feel even worse. But that's what happened. Notre Dame had to fight. Like I said, even in the second half, the offense still was still was uh, sporadic, still not performing at a high level, on a consistent level. And the game ended up coming down to Notre Dame having to drive on the last play of the game. Now, shout out to defense. Defense played really, really well. They only gave up 14 points on the offense. Like I said, they scored 21 points because one of those touchdowns was from the defense. So, the, the, the Clark Lee played well. I mean, his his, his defense played well. Clark Lee, the uh, defensive coordinator. His defense played very, very well. They was into it the whole game. Um, I really don't have a problem with what he put out there on the field. Chip Long... They got some stuff to figure out on that offense, like I said. Ian Book played okay. 
Like I said, some 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 drives he was looking really, really good. Other drives he's taking off before he's supposed to. Other drives he's missing wide open receivers. Other drives he's not letting go letting go of the ball on time. And then the last drive, though, he he was the Ian that we all that Notre Dame fans have been waiting to see. He's he's he was decisive, um, making good throws, took off when he needed to. I mean, he played well, converted third downs, converted fourth downs, and they Notre Dame had to have it because they don't score on that final drive of the game, they lose the game. But they go down, it comes down to like a third and goal from like the three in book, fake run to the left, takes it off the right-hand side, cuts in, then bounces it out. It was, real, it was a real, real, really, real sweet run. And uh, he won the game on that. No, he went, excuse me, he didn't win the game. He tied it up. He tied it up 21, uh, 20 to 20, I believe. I believe it was 20 to 20. Because Virginia Tech missed the field goal, missed the extra point. So, uh, actually, the field goal kicker won the game, which was it's supposed to be easy and real simple, but it was a bad snap. It was a low snap, which caused for the crowd to groan a little bit because you've seen the kicker hesitate just a, just a second. That's all it takes for a kicker to miss a kick is uh, is, is for the timing to be off. But the uh, holder got it down. And kicker kicked it right through. Notre Dame skates by with a victory. My goodness, was that way closer than it needed to be. But you got the win, and that's the most important thing. Now on to Duke this week. So I was impressed with the defense. I was not impressed with the offense. Let's go for a commercial break. Clark Consulting, where she will focus on your business while you focus on being creative. Clark Consulting, C-L-A-R-K-E Consulting.biz. Get in contact with her immediately and watch your life change. Let's talk about these chargers. I got it listed as Charger Surprise because Chargers were coming off of a loss. No, excuse me. They're coming off a one-point win in Chicago. We've been losing so many games. I'm, I'm, I'm mixing it up. I apologize. Coming off a one-point win in Chicago where they didn't look good. They looked bad, to be honest with you. Excuse me. But, um, you know, so this was this was going to be a tough game. I looked at it because, number one, you're playing, Aaron, you're playing Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers can can be considered the, the best quarterback in the game. I mean, I mean Tom Brady is the GOAT, but we're talking about talent. I mean, when you want a, a quarterback and you pick him out, I mean he's like the last of the old of the older quarterbacks that you that can still, you know, um, be effective in this league today because he can throw and he and he can run. He can scramble. He doesn't run like I'm not saying like Lamar or or Deshaun Watson even, but he can get out of trouble very very well, and he can scramble really really good. He still got some good quicks on him to, to to be to be you know I think he's a you know 12 or 13 year vet. So you playing Aaron Rodgers, which who I have a lot of respect for, right? Packers are seven and one playing. They balling out. New coach, new offensive system. 
balling out, having a, a super season this year, right? You know, I, I, you know, I don't. Obviously, it's charters over everybody, but it's a couple teams that I hate, you know, specifically. And the Packers aren't one of those teams. I really don't have no feelings about the char- about the Packers. I could watch them uh, with a clean canvas, you know, just like, hey, let me just see what's going on. So, you know, I've been impressed with the way that they bounced back. They didn't have a good season last year. And, you know, they, they, they play, they, they've been playing well this year. So I was, I was nervous. Chargers coming in, they haven't been playing well. It, it could have got ugly. And also, the, another part of the dynamic that was a little, you know, I was thinking about, a little worried about, was the fact that, um, you know, Chargers playing in L.A., Packers always, not Packers, but opposing teams, their fans just always come to L.A., and fill up that that stuff up. So it, the, the crowd would be like 60-40 Chargers, maybe, probably 50-50. I'm be honest with you. And maybe even sometimes 60-40 the other team, depending on who it is, right? So, you know, you weren't about that. But I was pleasantly surprised with what I saw from the Chargers. Chargers played their butt off. I mean, really played their butt off. Um Offense played well. Phillip was looking good. I know I'm, I'm waiting for Phillip to retire so I can get my new age quarterback. But when you play good, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about how you play good. And he played good. I was impressed with him. He was like 23 for, uh, 23 for 29, two touchdowns, no interceptions, you know, like 300 yards, 300 or 290 yards, something like that. But he played really, really well. But another thing that helped this game be good was Gus Bradley had a really good defensive game plan. His game plan was to man up on the outside with the receivers, be physical with them, and not not blitz because Ingram came back, Melvin Ingram. So you got Melvin Ingram on one side, you got both on the other, and they really caused a lot of pressure all night long on uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did not have time to throw the ball all day long. Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, Joey B., Big male, as I like to call them, they ended up with three sacks combined, which was huge. And when they didn't get sacks, they was getting quarterback hurries. So it was real, real impressive. They had a good because if you can get pressure with four down linemen and you don't have to blitz, it's another person in coverage. I mean, that helps out a whole, whole lot. Because every time you blitz, you put pressure. But if that blitz is picked up, or 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 if the quarterback can see where that blitz is coming from and know where the hot route is, then that blitz becomes fairly ineffective so chargers to not have to blitz and just rush the passer with four down linemen let me real quick let me talk i've been getting disappointed in uh jerry tillery he needs to play better the first round pick for the chargers he needs to play better defensive tackle he needs to play better um but both and ingram all day long were getting pressure and i was a little worried about the chargers offense in the first half because they were dominating the game. Dominating the game. And Rodgers had like 60 yards passing in the first half. Right? So they were dominating the game, but they were kicking a lot of field goals. Went up in the first half, 9 nothing. You know, and, and, and playing against Aaron Rodgers, you got to score touchdowns. You got to. You got to score touchdowns when you have the opportunity because you know eventually he's going to get it up because he's that kind of guy. You know that. I don't care if it's eight minutes ago and he's down 21, he still has a shot because he's Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron bleeping Rodgers. <laughs> so, 
I was a little worried, but then the offense began to begin to pick it up. And I was impressed with the offense. Like I stated last week, they fired Ken Wizenhut, the offensive coordinator, and they have a, they haven't officially hired a new offensive coordinator, but who they brought in was uh, or excuse me, who they promoted was 34-year-old. I'm probably going to say his last name wrong. I'll get it right the more I say it and the more I hear it. But new offensive coordinator, he made a difference. Shane Steichman, 34 years old, young guy, six years younger than me, out there with a chance of a lifetime to be the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. And, and it, it, hey, offense played well. The offense, let me say he's about the offense. Offense hadn't had rushed the ball, had less than 40 yards rushing in four straight games. That's terrible. That's terrible. So this game finally got over 40 yards. Thank goodness, right? That's a that's a low, low mark. That is terrible. Melvin Gordon finally starting to get his legs underneath him. 20 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns. He played well. Mike Williams played well. I mean, it was a, a, a Hunter Henry played well. It was an all-around good performance by the Chargers. I was very, very impressed with the offense because at three and five, now they're four and five. Like I said, you, you're skating on thin ice. You're skating on thin ice. What are you going to do? Because you can't afford to keep losing. You cannot afford to keep losing. You could lose maybe one or two more games if you think about getting to the playoffs. So you really skating on thin ice. So they got a big win against a really good opponent. And they need, you know, ain't no sleep. Ain't no stopping on to the next one. They play Oakland on Thursday. They play the Raiders on Thursday. Thursday. The Raiders are playing good this year. John Gruden has, has had a good bounce back year. Their car has been looking better. Josh Jacobs, the running back, has played well. Tyrell Williams, my Chargers wide receiver, signed over there this year. He's been playing well for them. I hate seeing that. I hate the Raiders, but hey, I'm I'm going I'm going to uh, report it and, and uh, analyze it the way I see it. And they're playing well. They're playing hard. They're, I've been impressed with the way that they play. And I expected them to play like this last year. I didn't expect them expect for them to have such a bad down year last year because I think John Gruden is that good of a coach. And I think once he got his players. Um, in line with what he was trying to do, then they will be productive on some level. And show enough, they are. So it's going to be a tough game playing the Raiders in Oakland Thursday night. Chargers, what you going to do? It's up to you. Make it happen. If not, I'll be wiping tears from my face. And I'll tell you guys all about it next week. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Next week's topics, we're going to have, you know, real simple. We're going to, you know, my Notre Dame plays Duke. See how that go. Chargers play the Raiders. What's happening? What's happening? I'm tuning in. I'm very excited about it. Football season made for me. Thank you all for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Please remember, win and lose the same way with class. I'm out.